get consumed with, um, you know, the, the the personal hardships that we that we that we face. We get consumed with the facilities and the and the finances and the and the lack of people. And and listen, those things are important. They are they are incredibly important. Sure, but the truth is, we prevail. God's church prevails. This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hi, this is Scott Camden, and you're listening to the Church Report Podcast, where we engage in conversations about the church, brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. And today, I want to let you know that I'm joined by a great friend of mine. Uh, his name is Ron McCoy, and he is the one of the executives at Sandals Church and for the Rogo Foundation. And he specifically oversees both the Rogo Foundation as well as the multi-site operations of Sandals Church. And uh, today, we're going to tackle one big question, and that question is ways to give hope to church leaders. And Ron, today, before we jump into this, I wanted to invite you to, to share a little bit of your backstory so that people understand kind of the depth of the of experience that you have to draw from when addressing this type of question. So first off, thanks for making time today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, allowing me to join you. And man, I love to get to talk about this stuff. I love to get to uh, share uh, just the, the incredible things that God has done in and through our ministry work here at Sandals Church and the Robo Foundation. And um you know, in the last, uh, uh, really the last five or six years, we've had the pleasure of, of walking uh, now 10 churches through the process of, of being adopted. Uh, I've got the opportunity to meet with and talk to hundreds of pastors from all over the nation, uh, church leaders at the North American Mission Board and the SEND Network, some of our, our strategic partners. And, um, and man, we have just seen God do incredible, incredible things through the work of replanting and helping churches. Yeah, I know, you know, here at the Rogo Foundation, we have a real passion to help churches that are striving to navigate challenging seasons. Yeah. And as you mentioned, we've had the opportunity to come come alongside with or merge and adopt with whatever the language is that you want to use 10 churches and revitalize and relaunch nine of those successfully. And so um, when you think of the question, you know, what are the ways to encourage church leaders? I know that you've been a part of so many roundtable discussions, so many forums, so many one-on-one conversations where pastors have talked about what they're being challenged with, um, where they feel discouragement and frustration. But you've also been a part of some of these conversations where they've shared moments where something has been done for them, to them. They've been a part of something that has been life-giving and encouraging and been so impactful at, at that point in time in their ministry. And so could you maybe just give a few things today uh, for the benefit of our audience, whether they're uh, just a a church attendee and they're interested because they want to be an encouragement to their campus leadership team, their church leadership team, or maybe there is a discouraged pastor or or church administrator that's listening but really can't put their thumb on the thing. uh, What would you share uh, for them specific to ways to encourage church leaders? Yeah. Man, there's really so much we could we could talk about, Scott. I mean, I I, I think the first thing that I generally go to when I talk to uh, you know a pastor, an elder, a board member, or even a church member who's in a season of discouragement, you know, I I, I always try to empathize with the position they're in. Oftentimes, 
the, the, uh, their, their attendance at their, their, their church has been declining probably for many, many years, if not decades. Um, they've probably experienced some financial hardship at their church. You know, get, giving, uh, you know, as you might imagine, goes down when the attendance goes down. Yeah. Um, they've probably experienced, um, you know, some, some uh, serious stress and pressure around their facility. Uh, there's, there's maybe roof leaks or major systems that are out. And, you know, when you think about all of that, um, it can be quite overwhelming. It can be quite daunting. It can be intimidating. You know, a, a lot of people, particularly uh, pastors and, and, and church staff, they, um, they get into this work because they want to do ministry, not because they want to figure out how to maintain fit facilities and how to be an accounting whiz for decades on right, end and, right. and maintain, uh, you know, major systems. And, um, and it gets really hard to do ministry when you're burdened with a lot of those other things that, that we just have to take care of yeah. uh, in the church. And um, so I think one of the first things I like to do when I talk to uh, a, a leader, a pastor, a church member, an elder, uh, wh- whoever it might be, is really remind them that, um, you know, I, I, love, I love that passage out of Matthew 6, 8, where there's this great conversation and, um, and, you know, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he looks over to Peter, Simon Peter at the time. And he says, um, you know, uh, who, who am I? And Simon Peter, of course, says, well, you know, you're the Messiah, you know, you're, you're, you're God. And, um, and there's this beautiful passage in Matthew 6, 8 that says, man, um, I, the, the, the gates of hell will not prevail hmm. against my church. Yeah. And, um, and I love that truth. And there's a lot more context theologically around that. But, but just that simple truth that, um, that God is for us. He is for his church. Yeah. Um, he is for his people. Yep. And, and listen, we know the end of the story. Yeah. We know the end of the story. And so we, we, we get so consumed with all of the things that are going wrong in the church. We get consumed with, um, you know, the, the, the personal hardships that we, that we, that we face, we get consumed with the facilities and the, and the finances and the, and the lack of people. And, and listen, those things are important they are, they are incredibly important. Sure. But the truth is we prevail. God's church prevails and he is for us. And so I always like to just remind them of that truth. Cause I yeah. think it's so easy to get burdened and, and, and bogged down and weighed down and discouraged by all the other stuff that we forget God is for us and that we win. Yeah. We win. Now, that's not to say we don't have work to do. Sure. It's not to say that there's not things we have to change. There's not to say there's not hard conversations we have to have. Um, all of those things are certainly true, but we also need to be reminded that we have a big God who is for us and he wants us to succeed. He wants his church to succeed. Yeah. And, um, and so I like, to, I like to just go back to scripture and remind them of that, that beautiful truth. In that segment right there, and I appreciate that. There's there's really kind of two things that stood out to me that you're 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 sharing. Um, it, it's rightly timed scripture, yeah, appropriate scripture, um, as well as perspective. Yeah, it's helping them have an appropriate perspective, sure. and and identifying those Holy Spirit moments. And sometimes it's it's at the time when the person delivering the message probably is a bit uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, God tends to do that. Yeah. I don't know, at least for me, where it's like, are you sure right now? Like, this is the thing you want me to say right now? Yeah. And he's invited me to do that. But but it's it's knowing your Bible. It's being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit prompts you to maybe be an encourager, yeah. um, 
to, to step into that because you really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Sure. Maybe you have some insight to that, but sometimes you might not yeah, yeah. with that church leader where even though they know God's word yeah. and they've probably quoted the same scripture many, many, many times. Yeah. I know I've had this happen in my life. Somebody shares scripture with me, something that I know by heart, sure. I could finish <laughs> for them, but hearing them say those words to me and over me as an encouragement sometimes is like water on dry yeah. land that just saturates oh, it. And it's yeah. just, it's what you need in that moment. Yeah. Um, so, so beyond the, the, the perspective, helping them gather yeah. proper perspective yeah. um, and also appropriate scripture, what would you have to say a- around being a person who tries to offer up solutions? Yeah. Like you see a, a, a pastor facing a season of difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had experience with coming in kind of maybe a bit cold turkey? Maybe there's a bit of a relationship there, but yeah. saying, hey, I see this as a problem and I have an idea of how to address it and just offering up solutions. What would you say to somebody who's maybe listening, who's a part of a church that sees a pastor, a church leader struggling a bit yeah. and feels like they have a solution to address the problem they see? Would, would you have any advice on how to navigate that? Yeah. Well, look, I, I think absolutely. The answer is absolutely. I, I think the most important thing that we can do when giving advice is is just remember that uh, chances are, chances are uh, that pastor, that elder, that that remaining board member, um, they're, they're probably feeling bad about the position the church is in. Hmm. Um, and so I like to I like to remind myself of that every time I have one of these conversations because it's real easy as an outsider to say, "Hey, I see all these things you've done wrong over the last <laughs> ten years, twenty years, thirty years." Um, hey, man, you you really you're really not equipped to to to, to figure out a capex budget, are you? Because yeah. you've really blown it here, right? Yeah. Listen, we can talk about those things till we're blue in the face, um, and they might all be true, but. But is it is it is it the right conversation to have, and is it the right approach? Mm. And so w- when I go in, I, I try to keep that perspective for myself um, that they probably already know where they failed. It doesn't help to them to remind them where they failed. And I like to take the posture of of, of really asking them the question and starting with the, the 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 premise of probably why they got into ministry in the first place, and that is um, to reach people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so I like to start the conversation with. Hey, wouldn't you like to figure out how to reach the next generation with the gospel? The answer is always yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I've never come across a church pastor, church leader, church elder that doesn't want to do that. And so inevitably, when the answer is yes to that, the question is, okay, what do we need to do differently right. than what we've been doing? Because what we've been doing hasn't been reaching them. It hasn't been reaching this community. It hasn't been reaching this neighborhood where we've got a few people that maybe have been here for a long time. and but but we're, we're but we're not reaching new people. So clearly, what we've been doing isn't the answer right. to what to what needs to happen. And so it's real easy to say, okay, no problem. What do we need to do differently? And that really opens the door for a conversation about a lot of things. Sure, we're talking about outreach in the schools, talking about how to attract young families to your church, talking about the the need to upgrade and update your facility. That's a real thing. Sure. Um, and that just opens this 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 door to to those kinds of conversations. Uh, and they're all different. I mean, they're all different. It's based upon the church, the location, who's left at the church, yeah. you know, whether they have any money or not. I mean, there's just a lot of factors yeah. that come into play at that point. It's it, something that strikes me in, in this segment that we're talking about is spending time in prayer 
as the individual maybe has something to offer, a solution, spending time in prayer and really seeking uh, God's timing, want, want his confirmation that, yes, I want you to have that conversation. Yeah. And when you receive confirmation, that is confirmation both in, yes, I want you to do this, and now is the time, or, but but hold on, now's not the time yet, yeah. but really waiting for the, the right time to have that conversation, to come with the right posture. Yeah. The other thing that you said uh, in both segments that stood out to me is, uh, you know, somebody who wants to do ministry, and they're really uh, just eyeballs deep in doing all of the things, running all the things, and it's that... I came in to do ministry, but I find myself doing much more administration, and sure. I don't want to be doing that. And the thing that runs in my mind is sometimes a way to encourage a church leader is by making yourself available yeah. to take something off of their oh, plate that yeah. they might be willing to offload. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about somebody who's immensely gifted in a particular area, but because they have not been able to identify somebody and bring somebody in to handle something yeah. that they're not equipped to do. You sure. mentioned the CapEx budget. There may be somebody in their church yeah. that is excellent at that and also loves doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and so maybe maybe offering to be somebody who could be a resource right. to a church leader. I, I know for us here at Sandals Church and, and being a part of the Rogo Foundation, when we have somebody that comes in that says, hey, I love what you're doing here and I'd love to be a resource to you. What are some things that you could use help in that I might be able to serve you in? Man, that's like, where, where's the, the, you know, the symbols to start? We're so excited when right. we come across those people. Right. So that could be another great encourager. That's great. Well, Ron, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend a few minutes with me today as we talk about ways to give hope to church leaders. You know, we talked about scripture. Uh, we talked about perspective. We talked about offering up solutions at, in the right way at the right time. And we talked about offering yourself up as a resource to people. So thanks for bringing these things up. I want to let you know, folks, if you liked what you heard today, if you have not done so already, I would encourage you to like this podcast and even subscribe to it. I'll let you know if you have questions that you'd like to share with Ron, things that you'd like to ask. I would encourage you to contact us. A way to learn how to do that is to visit rogofoundation.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Rogo Foundation, simply go to rogofoundation.com. Hope that you have a wonderful day and God bless you.